without further ado, here's the part you've all been waiting for, the reviews segment. Enjoy, everybody. back, everybody. And Paul, before we get to the top 10 movies of the weekend, I have a big announcement that's kind of a big plus. Did you see the election news out of Alaska tonight? I saw where Sarah Palin got beat. She did. Sarah Palin loses special election for Alaska House seat. Sarah Palin, a huge Trump supporter, got beat by Democrat Mary Peltola. And also, in another special election in New York, two of them, they got beat. Uh, the MAGA candidates got beat as well. And they're calling that as a huge wake-up call for the Republicans. Well, I don't know that New York is a wake-up call, but Alaska, most definitely. Well, they're saying that, you know, these are the people who's like, you know, MAGA, 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 blah, 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 you know, Trump, Trump, Trump. And they both got beat. All of them was getting beat. And I was listening to MSNBC coming home, and, and 10 of the top Republicans that had Trump on their websites and Trump on their campaign ads and stuff has removed all signs of Trump on their campaign slogans and everything now. They're all gone. Oh, perfect example. And here in North Carolina, Ted Budd. You know, when he was running for the primary, yeah, every single commercial was basically, Trump says vote for me. Yeah. Trump says vote for me. Trump says vote for me. And Trump going, Ted Budd. Bud. And... and- and now he just attacks Biden. That's all he does. Yeah. He doesn't have any leg to stand on. He doesn't have any real policies. He just wants to get the hate going, just like Trump did. This is how Trump won. He got the hate. And well, people the thing hate is, more than they hated him. So the thing is, Republicans does not have a anything on policy either. It's just all anti-Biden, all anti-Democrat. Uh, um, they had four years. They said the first thing they was going to do was repeal and replace Obamacare. They didn't. They repealed. They 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 tried to repeal it, but they couldn't. They didn't have a replacement for it. They got shot down left and right, and it's pretty bad when their own um, when their own constituents. Voted against taking it down. They didn't have nothing. Good night. They didn't have anything to replace it with. They don't have policies. They don't have new plans. The only thing that they're going to do is give tax breaks to the rich again. Um, you know, the, the tax plan just went through with Biden. Anybody making over $400,000 is going to be affected by that. You're going to be paying more in taxes instead of being paying less. That's not going to affect us at all. I think they said um, 80% of the Americans, it's not going to affect something like that. Anyways. So. Well, I still love the people that think that it's because Biden got in office, gas prices went up. They forget that Trump's mishandling of the pandemic caused the nation to shut down and prices dropped drastically because there was no demand and an overabundant supply. They ignore the fact 
that Trump worked with OPEC to allow them to decrease their supply yep. and raise their prices, which caused the gas to go up. And then what happened? The war in the Ukraine made gas prices go up even more. Yeah. So it's not Biden's fault when you actually look at the facts. But who needs facts when we can hate Biden? I mean, really? Did you see, did you hear what Biden said to the MAGA, to the MAGA politicians that in, in Congress? Did you hear what he said until his speech the other day? Yesterday in, in Pennsylvania, he said to all the MAGA Congress people, he said, how can you say that you support the, the, the how can you say you support the FBI and the police when you won't speak out against the sixth? He said, how dare you say that you back the blue when you won't speak out against the six? He said, and that was an attack on them. He went off on them and he called them hypocrites. I mean, it was just wild. Well, you know, this whole thing, and we'll get to the reviews here in just a moment, I promise. But, you know, this whole thing with the the secret document, the top secret documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago, Photos released today of them in Mar-a-Lago proving that they were there for all the people who are saying he didn't still have them or for all the people. I, I had somebody tell me the other day, well, he was president. He does, he was allowed to have top secret documents. Not anymore. And he was told to give them back. He said he gave all of them back. They raided the Mar-a-Lago and found that he did not give all of them back, which proved that he lied. And there's a story that came out this week that U.S. Oh, I can't think of the word, but like basically our our counterintelligence and spies and secret agents and stuff like that are starting to disappear. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a legitimate story that I've I've seen posted. And let me see if I can pull it up. And here if real their quick. names are listed in those documents. Oh shit! Shit's gonna go down. I did see where um um oh god uh I did see where the there's spies and things like that names listed in those documents, and I did also know that they're actually reviewing page by page, and they're examining each page for for fingerprints to see exactly who all touched those documents. And they're going to reveal who all touched those documents. They're building up a case against that man to where he's going to burn forever. And I hope they take him down and the FBI comes in and arrests him. And they arrest Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert, Jim Jordan, all of them for being constituents and all this. I hope they take them all down. Just goes to show how much Republicans are actually corrupt. I can't stand Republicans. I'm, I'm still looking to see. I think I shared it on Twitter the other day when I saw it, but I'm not coming across In it. In the meantime, one of Trump's constituents that backs him all the time, I got the Ollie's Good Stuff cheap flyer here. And you know, anything that goes there is, is um, uh, it's closeouts. You know, there's too much of them. They're trying to get rid of it. Right here on the front page. Uh, Mike Lindell's My Pillow Classic Standard. Instead of being thirty nine ninety nine, you can get yours for nineteen ninety eight at Ollie's. 
Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Oh, bless it. And I don't feel a bit sorry for him. Not at all. No. As I mentioned, when you told me that before we started recording again, the the thing that always bothered me was his mush mouth in the advertisements. I can't stand to look at him or hear his voice. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. And also, he he just, I don't know. I, I, I can't deal with him. I'm looking through this paper, and there's actually some really good deals and some things here. Here's a pet pet bed for $19.99. Here's um, Hanes T-shirts for men, $2.99 a piece, 100% cotton. Select yeah, color. Always has some good stuff. I used to work there. Good stuff cheap. That's what they say. But I did find the tweet that I retweeted. It's from Tristan Snell, at Tristan Snell on Twitter. Potentially massive in light of what we know now. In October 2021, CIA counterintelligence sent a top secret cable warning an unusually number, uh, should have been unusual number, of confidential informants were being killed, captured, or compromised. In January 2021, Trump stole documents on these kind of informants. And it has an article from the New York Times. Captured, killed, or compromised, CIA admits to losing dozens of informants. So when I say that we've lost people that we should not be losing that are top secret, I'm not kidding. It's been reported. And that's uh, why. Are they saying the fingers are going back to possibly that paperwork at Trump's had? Well, they're not saying that for sure, but Trump has a lot of top secret documents that they just got back. He had them since January of 2021 when he was no longer president and should not have taken them. Well, I, I saw, I heard on the people news, come up missing. I heard on the news today from MSNBC. Well, they were talking about what was in those documents was actually um, spies and spy names in those listed. Yeah, and and does anybody really put it past Trump to sell off those things? I still say they need to bring they need to to exhume uh, Ivana Trump's uh, casket. Which was so graciously buried at the Trump golf course. Where they can keep an eye on it. And also, she was cremated, and it took 10 men, 10 men to carry the casket in a cremation, and she's put in a casket? Come on. There is something else in that casket. Well, most likely. But they've, they've got to have evidence to support the exhumation before they can do it. And that's that's the tricky part. Now, um, if they get a conviction, they may change everything over and go ahead and say, look, this conviction warrants further search. Let's see what's in that casket. Exactly. But Dig her up. Until then, you just don't know. But, but anyways, we'll get back to the movie part now. Okay. And talk about the top 10 movies of the weekend. First up at number 10, down from nine, is where the Crawdad scene with 2.3 million in its seventh weekend. Down from six to nine, 
a movie coming to Disney Day or Disney Plus Day on Disney Plus, Thor Love and Thunder. Over two and a half million dollars in its eighth weekend for over three hundred thirty-six and a half million total. Minions The Rise of Gru brought in another two point seven million in its ninth weekend, down from seven to eight, debuting at seven. Three thousand years of longing, just under three million in its opening weekend, down from five to six is DC's League of Super Pets, which I did get the chance to see, and it's great. It's very funny, good story. Highly recommended if you get the chance to see it. You went to the movies? No, I watched it at home. Oh, okay. And it, it's fifth week. It was four million over four million with a grand total of just over seventy-four million so far. Dropping from one to five. This is the biggest drop I've seen since we've been talking, at least from the number one spot. Dragon Ball Super Superhero. So not a big shock. million in its second weekend, just under $31 million total. Holding at four, still somehow after 14 weeks, 4.7 million more, Top Gun Maverick, $691,185,348. Honestly, Chris, I was expecting you to go and back to top number one spot this week is Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) No, but... In 14 weeks, I don't think it's dropped out of the top five, maybe down to seven. I think it went down to seven one time and it went right back up. And went back to number one after that. It did. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was expecting you to say, and back at the number one spot is Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Two and three switch places. Two dropped to three this week. Beast just under five million in its second weekend for just over $20 million. Up from three to two is a movie that I really do want to see. Bullet Train in its fifth weekend brought over five and a half million dollars for a total of $78,214,618. And opening at number one in what they are calling one of the weakest box office weekends. And you'll see why with this total of the summer, if not the weakest box office weekend of the summer. The Invitation debuted at number one. $6,805,468. That's it. That's it. That was your number one movie. If there had been a couple thousand more people to go to the theater to watch Top Gun, it would have been back at number one again. (laughs) Well, Top Gun is on 152 fewer theaters than the number one movie after 14 weeks. If you want to take that into account, it probably is the number one then. So, um, Chris, didn't you tell me last week that it did surpass Avengers Endgame? I think Infinity War surpassed Avengers Worldwide. Avengers Infinity War, that's what it was. It passed it. And it, it surpassed could, Avatar. The way it's going, it could pass all of them. And I, I mean, honestly, I know there was a lot of interest in the original movie, but the original movie's not that good. It really isn't. It's more or less a cult classic at this point i mean i mean the soundtrack's fantastic oh my gosh you can't get any better but i enjoyed the movie i watched it you know whenever you know i was probably in my teens when i watched it i watched it on vhs tape so much i actually wore that vhs tape out so it's a good movie and i think the second movie recaptured the magic of it and if not took it on a different level and um, like I said, Tom Cruise hardly ever aged between the first one and this one. I don't see how he did it. He looks Money. amazing. 
money, but he looks amazing and his body he is does. amazing too. And he's still in great shape. He's proven that time and time My again. My God, that man is chiseled. But, chiseled. But I will fault him still for trying to film Mission Impossible in space. You don't need to do that. There's no well, he's, reason. He's actually it. filming MI7 and MI8 at the same time. He's filming yeah, part two of, of them. We filmed in space, like literally filmed in space. And why? Well, because he's Tom Cruise and he can get anything he wants and he's doing anything he wants because he's personally funding it. Because I know Russia, I think, beat us to filming in space. But why? Because this... he can. But it's such a huge risk. Like, you've seen, like, it happened on my birthday in 1985. Not the year that I was born, by the way, but on my birthday in 1985, the space shuttle blew up on, on going into orbit. Well, they knew that those were faulty O-rings, I mean, before they even launched, I, but they still launched I mean, it anyways. But that's the thing. Things happen. The Artemis, the Artemis 1 that was going to go to the moon Monday. On Sunday, there were three lightning strikes to the poles that were supposed to detract from the the rockets and what happened the next day this launch was scrapped delayed yeah so things happen all the time and you don't always catch all those things so you're risking the life of your stars of your crew you're spending an exorbitant amount of money that you don't need to spend when you can do it all with special effects much cheaper and safer well like i said chris you know that he personally funds these and he does it himself so but still does he donate any of it to charity because i know he's scientology so i don't know if he does charity work or not but i don't know but anyways but well since paul doesn't have anything to review this week movie wise other than the special review he's got coming up here in a few minutes i did it's an underwear company but they they sent me an email it's Andrew Christian. And it's one of the articles in there kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, let's, let's find out about this. The title is Six Modern Queer Horror Movies That Are Actually Good. And one of them it says is bad. Like it's in the in the headline that they're actually good, but then it describes one and says it's bad. So there you go. But those six movies are Strangers by the Lake from 2013. This French erotic thriller was well received by both the critic and the public, and won the, quote, Queer Palm Award at the Cannes Festival. Next one, Titan 2021. Still in Europe, still in France, and partly Belgium. Velvet Buzzsaw 2019 has Jake Gyllenhaal in it, and I don't really know anything about it, but that having Jake Gyllenhaal in it does pique my interest. Next is Killer no, Jake Gyllenhaal has been in some really good stuff. I know, but he's cute too. But I mean, he's been in some really good movies along the way. We reviewed that nine one one or whatever it was, call center or whatever. That was actually a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie, but it was it's like I said at the time, it was obviously a pandemic done film. And also, he was in that movie Brokeback Mountain, which was a gay movie too. And I thought yeah. he was. I think I thought he well, did I mean, well in that. He's done several, and his sister Maggie has been in some really good stuff along the way too. Yeah. And but I do 
I do have interest peak. Check it out. And if, if I remember, because it's not going to be one on the top of my list, but if I remember, we might do it for the Halloween horror movies, which we probably need to start with the next few because we're getting close. We're getting a lot of, yeah, we're getting closer to closer to Halloween. And I do know that next week, like I said, I want to do Elvis and um, Honk for Jesus Save oh. Your Soul if we can get them. But uh, uh, after uh, that, we may do horror. I thought of you, Chris. Uh, one of my friends um, shared a meme and it was uh, on Facebook and it was a picture of Mariah Carey in that red outfit from All I Want for Christmas is You video. But <laughs> hear me out. Let me finish. Um, it shows her encased in an ice cube and it says the thaw has started and it's begun. <laughs> Unfortunate. And did we talk about it last week where she's trying to copyright the name Queen of Christmas? No. Is she really? Yes, she is because she's that stupid. Well, she is the Queen of Christmas. She is not. She's not the Queen of anything. Ever, last year, her All I Want for Christmas is You made it to number one again on the Billboard charts. For the first time, not again. For no, the no, first no. Time. That was two years ago. Oh, well, she, whatever. Two years ago when she hit number one. And it, it made it to the top. I believe it's it made it to number two last year on the Billboard charts. Number two. All that tells you is how bad today's music is. Because they got to go with a crappy song from 30 years ago to get hits. 26 years ago, Chris. 26 years ago. Close enough. And it's the number one, Chris, number one Christmas song of all time now. It feels like it's been 800 years that I've had to hear that song. That's so bad. <laughs> But no, she is very much not the queen of Christmas. You are such a dork. There's there's an artist who has had a a bunch of Christmas CDs that I mean it was on Entertainment Tonight when I saw the the story and they talked about her and she's had an, an album actually called the Queen of Christmas, but she's done all of these Christmas albums. Dolly Parton would be a contender for Queen of Christmas because she's done several Christmas albums specials and films and oh. you can't deny that i mean steel magnolias even had a christmas set yes so i agree dolly's dolly's up there for queen of christmas they also talked about the the david letterman deeming and the name escapes me every single time darlene love because every year at christmas for 20 some years Darlene Love would come on the David Letterman show and perform Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, I believe it was. You just, uh, you just hate David Mariah Letterman Carey. deemed her the queen of Christmas. You just hate Mariah Carey so much. But she has one Christmas single off of one Christmas album. No, she has a whole album of Christmas music. She's That's actually got Just several. It. One Christmas single She's... off of one Christmas album. Actually got two... No other song off of that album gets played. Admit yeah. it. No other song gets played. The only other song... Okay, listen. I listen to Christmas music year-round. Believe it or not, I do. And the other... I listen to iHeartRadio Christmas music on iHeartRadio. It's a very good... They play, blend today's music with yesterday's music. 
which is why and, I hate. Well, it's like it's like you know Trish. It's it's like um, Trisha Yearwood singing um, you know one song, and then it goes back to being Crosby, then it goes to Nat King Cole, then it goes over to anyways. Um, there's two songs by Mariah Carey that, that that they do play on there. It's like "Where Are You Christmas." And also, um, All I Want for Christmas is You. That's the two that they do play for Mariah Carey. Well, I mean, if if I wanted to, I could deem Madonna the queen of Christmas because she had one big Christmas hit. Santa baby, slip a some the, 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 the tree for me. Slip a yeah. sable under the tree. Yeah, I, I forget the words, but yeah. Mr. I listen to Christmas music year-round. Can't remember the lyrics. Well... Anyways, I was just saying they don't play that song very often. But anyways, no, uh, I, would, I would seriously say Dolly Parton is high contention for Queen of Christmas. If you really want to get down to it, she's extremely successful. It doesn't matter how successful she is; it's according to how her music does at Christmas time, and she doesn't chart the billboards like Mariah. Carey how many does. How many albums has Mariah Carey had for Christmas, and how many what? has Dolly? What I'm saying is... How many specials has Mariah Carey done for Christmas and how many has Dolly done? How many Christmas movies does Mariah Carey have? None. Dolly's got (laughs) two or three. (laughs) And more going all the time. (laughs) Always an idiot, everybody, just so you know. You are having a meltdown because you don't want Mariah Carey called the Queen of Christmas. No, she's trying to call herself that. This is not people naming her that. This is not anything she's done to earn that. She wants to copyright the name for herself. Oh, you're you're killing me, Chris. Good. Good. I can't breathe. Good. <laughs> while while Paul is trying to get his I'm going back to the article that I was discussing. The the other gay themed horror movie, Killer Unicorn from 2018. This is the one that I said disagrees with the title because it talks about the film and then says, okay, this movie is really bad to be honest, and offensive too. And Paul still can't get control. But if you have absolutely nothing else, you can give it a shot. I mean, oh. it can at least give you an idea oh for your God. next Halloween costume. So that's Killer Unicorn. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to mute you. Oh, God. Okay. I'm coming but, back. Okay. But next up is Thelma 2017 from Nor- Norwegian Horror Film. And... <coughs> Finally is B&B from 2017, which is a British film. And I've seen this one and I actually liked it pretty good, but it's not really scary. It's, it's kind of a suspense type film. Oh God. So, but that's your, oh. your gay themed films for Halloween. Strangers by the Lake, Titan, Velvet Buzzsaw, Killer Unicorn, Thelma and B&B. According to the article from andrewchristian.com. Oh God! Now that you've got your composure, would you like to tell everybody what your surprise review is about? Oh yes. So okay, everybody knows I'm a big hocus pocus freak. I post about it a lot on social media. I've been to the hocus pocus filming locations in Salem. I've been there. 
I've got everything Hocus Pocus. So when they came out, whenever Chris showed me that they came out with, Kellogg's came out with a Disney Hocus Pocus 2 cereal, which I've got it right here in my hands. I got me. Actually, I've got five boxes, Chris. I don't doubt that for a second. Three of them is going to be three of them's gifts that I'm giving to friends. So, and one's not going to be opened. One not going to be opened. So, this is one that's going to be open in eight. I got this one at Target. They only carry the family size at Target, um, which the regular size is the one I like better because it doesn't have this yellow banner at the top. It says family size on it. It looks regular from here down, and it's a smaller box, so it's very easier. It's easier to collect because it is a smaller box. And one of my friends got it in a in a um, <clears throat> grocery store called um, Giant Eagle up in uh, Virginia when he was just up there um, this past week. So he got me several boxes of them. So I'm going to open this live on the air here. I'm going to be smelling this. It's, it's actually called Berry Brew. So I'm going to be smelling this for the very first time. Oh, and while you're opening that, since you mentioned the article earlier, or the the Ollie's still paper, and did you see that there's Superman cereal at Ollie's? Yes, I saw that. One side of the box has Superman, the other side has Supergirl. So just smelling it, it smells very fruity. It kind of reminds me of the smell of fruity pebbles in a way. Okay, and it's got, um, let's see, it's got yellow shapes in here that shapes the stars. They're actually all shapes of stars. There's yellow, orange, and looks like blue. And I'm getting ready to taste them here on, on, on air. So Seems I, like uh, the blue might have been better as a... A witch's hat shape. You know what? I want to taste each individual color to see if it tastes different. That was a blue one or purple one. I like the way that tastes. It was very good. Here is a orange one, I think. Is that orange? Let me lay that down here. Let me pull out another color here. Yes, here is a orange one. Um, it has a slightly different taste to it, and it has a little citrus kick to it, just like a, it's almost like citrusy a little bit. Very good. Orange, orange, lemony lemon. And I'm going to try the yellow one and see what it tastes like. Like I said, it's all in the shapes of stars. Are they stars with holes in them? Stars with holes, yeah. See? Well, I can see it, but I just—I thought I saw a hole in it when you were chewing on it. To me, the yellow one just doesn't have much taste to it. It's just sweet, puffy. Now I'm going to try them all together. Very crunchy. That's how I like my cereal. I like it. You're supposed to sniff coffee in between each bite. Cleanse the palate. I don't have coffee, thank you. Well, you're the coffee fiend. You should have coffee. Yeah, I'm not this late at night. 
I like it. You don't drink it. You smell the coffee in between. Oh, honey, do you remember I used to work at the fragrance department in Hickory? Shh. I like it. I'm more or less going to keep this. I don't like, I don't eat cereal with milk. I'm more or less, I eat cereal as a snack. I don't eat it as a breakfast cereal. I eat it as like a, I pour out some in a Ziploc bag and I eat it as a snack. So this is going to be a good crunchy snack for me. I like it. Well, see, I eat it with milk every time. I'm not big on dry cereal. I love dry cereal. And there's actually vitamin D, calcium. There's other vitamins inside here. So, yes, it's packed full of sugar, but it does have vitamins in it. And it is from Kellogg's, and I did find... Uh, you just went dark. You just went out. I can't hear you. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry I'm back. Was, we heard it was from Kellogg's, and you did find this box, and that's where you went out. I found this box at Target. And it was for like $4.75, something like that in Hickory. And um, yeah, I highly suggest it. It's actually really, really good. Like I said, this is the only box I'm going to eat. Can you hear yeah. that? Yes, we can all hear that. Okay, well, I'll stop. I'll stop as I shovel some more into my mouth. <laughs> but... Okay. Um, I'm going to close the box back up. I figure since you had so many issues and couldn't watch Knives Out, we'll wait and review it next week. And if you can get it in then. Okay. If not, we can do it closer to the release of Glass Onion when it comes out. But I did watch Knives Out over the weekend and yeah, you definitely need to watch it. Okay. So many, so many big name stars in it and Good story. <clears throat> I mean, it's really good. So, with that, there were a couple of new films. I'll start with the one that Paul picked and didn't watch. I will yes, watch it, keep, though. I plan on watching it. I'm going to keep one. putting that out, that Paul picked this and didn't watch it. Oh, dear God, help me, Jesus Christ. But I didn't want to... I'm going to start singing the Mariah Carey song. That's what's going to happen. Well, as long as you don't wobble like her and and scream and screech and everything else is not so bad, but it's the screaming that she does that really just irritates the crap out of me. <laughs> but the one that Paul picked was the Netflix original film, Day Shift, starring Jamie Foxx. Uh, Metacritic gives it a 52%. IMDb, after 50,000 votes, has 6.1 out of 10. And on Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, after 120 reviews, 57%. After over 1,000 ratings, 69% audience score. Actually, I think those are a little low, but not too far off with this film. Um, <clears throat> spoiler without spoiling anything, it's the last line of the film. The, he says, it's what I love about Los Angeles. All the damn vampires. Mm. And immediately... I knew where that line came from because if you watch the Lost Boys, yes, the, the was it the grandfather says it was the grandfather something about how Santa Clara is a great place except for all the damn, all the vampires. damn vampires. Yeah. So, and there's there's talk of the Twilight films in it, but Jamie Fox is a vampire hunter in this film, <clears throat> and it's a lot of comedy. He he ends up going to join the union 
and gets assigned Dave Franco, who has to monitor him when he goes vampire hunting. And of course, hijinks ensue. Snoop Dogg is in it. Oh wow! So there's there's some definite known names in this film. Um, I can't think was anybody else. Uh, Megan Good, Natasha. Oh, Carla Souza. For anybody who watched How to Get Away with Murder, don't know Carla Souza. <clears throat> she was the one who had the baby and disappeared in one of the seasons. Uh, all these other names, I'm not really. Peter Stormare, I'm, I've seen that name a lot. But that's as far as what I recognize, those are the names I know. But there, there are some really good moments. There are some not so good moments. There's some cheesy parts to it, but overall, it is an enjoyable <laughs> film. There's a good bit of humor throughout. There, and I don't want to say why the line from the Lost Boys bothered me until people who have watched it actually talk to me about it, because it gives away a major part of the story. So. And that's why I won't say anything about that. But it, I did, I did have exception to the line. Even though I love that Lost Boys is referenced, I hate that it didn't follow what the Lost Boys set up. Um, and me and Chris, <clears throat> we we agree on some stuff and we disagree on some stuff. But one thing we unanimously both agree on is what is the best vampire film of all time. And that is The Lost Boys. And, and isn't it true, Chris, that they're in the process of trying to redo The Lost Boys? Well, they've done two so-called sequels. I'm talking about revamping it all over. I'm talking about revamping it all over. Like I hope not. I thought I read about that. that they were they've, gonna... they've been working on doing stuff for it. And some things you just need to leave good enough alone. I mean, Corey Ham is in it. Um, Corey Ham and what's the other dude's name? Corey, Corey Feldman. Corey Jason Hayman. Patrick, the nephew of Jackie Gleason. Jamie I mean, Gert, Kiefer Sutherland, Diane yeah. Weist. I mean, they're all legends. And you cannot just redo a film that is that iconic. It's it's iconic. You can't you can't touch and, that. And you know, yes, they could do better effects today. But the point is, why? Why would you bother redoing it? It's perfect the way it is. We love it. Yes. There's a reason it is so well loved. It's a really good movie, especially if you're a vampire fan. Oh, yes. And another one of my favorite vampire movies is the original Fright Night. Well, the the remake of Fright Night was actually pretty good, too. I will it say was, that. It was pretty good, too, but... I'll and see. with Fright Night, in, in defense of the remake, <clears throat> it's not the classic that The Lost Boys is. Like, it's cheesy. It's some cheap effects, we'll say. Not bad effects, just cheap effects because of the budget. Yeah. And the story's not the greatest, but it did have Amanda Bierce from Married with Children. So, there you go. Roddy McDowell, and can't remember who the boy was. And my favorite werewolf movie is 
You know what it is. Silver Bullet. That is my favorite oh, yeah. werewolf movie. I'm trying to think of werewolf movies. There was Wolf, which I'm not a Jack Nicholson fan. That was a good movie. And it bothered me that they put in the scene where he goes attacking the deer. It's like, attack all the people you want. Leave the poor little Bambi alone. <clears throat> but besides that, it's, uh, that's another excellent werewolf movie. But I didn't see the remake of The Wolfman a few years ago. We went to Benicio del Toro in it. And you know, have you ever watched the show Blood Ties? No. That I really enjoyed because talking about vampires, but it's she is a private detective who used to be on the police force, but due to a some kind of disorder with her eyes. Her vision's not able to pass the test to be a police officer, so she becomes a private investigator. And the pilot, of course, she ends up with the co-star, who is a vampire. And basically, she starts investigating more supernatural type. And it's based on a series of books as well. And I enjoyed what I read in the books. But it's... I really liked the show. It ran two seasons on Lifetime, of all things. But... It was a Canadian production, and you can catch it on demand on many apps free with ads. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I if you want a vampire story that's different, and I mean, Julian Sands was a guest star along the way. You know, Warlock. Yeah. So there, there was some name recognition along the way in there, even though Julian Sands is not a big box office attraction. He's still a well-known actor to many. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed the show a lot. The two seasons, I think, produced all of 26 episodes. But still, it's I really like it. I highly suggest it if you get the chance. It's not the greatest show ever made, obviously, but it's a very enjoyable detective show. Yeah. I mean, it's... Think of along the lines, if you enjoy 70s television shows, and there was some good writing in 70s television shows, but they were still kind of cheesy. Yeah. Uh, that's the best I can equate it to. Like like a cold check, the Night Stalker, something like that. <clears throat> if you enjoy that kind of thing, you will enjoy Blood Ties, I do believe. All right. So, so there's a free review for everybody. <laughs> Go watch it free with ads wherever you can. I know the Roku channel has it. I'm pretty sure Voodoo has it. Uh, Pluto shows it on there. So lots of options. Tubi probably has it, which Tubi's owned by Fox Corp. So the Fox News Corp or News Corp or whatever they are now. So I'm not big on watching Tubi. but And unfortunately, that's the only place where Freddy's Nightmares is available. Now, Disney owns Fox Entertainment. Disney bought 20th Century Fox, which included it included FX, FXM, FXX, and the complete library of 20th 20th Century Fox Studios. So all the TV shows, all the Fox searchlights, all of that. And the thing that I hate is that now that Disney owns it, it's 20th Century Studios. And it's Searchlight Pictures. It's no longer 20th Century Fox and no longer Fox Searchlight Pictures. Wow. 
And I mean, they bought it. It's theirs. It should, they should have kept the name. Because Fox Network, the the major network that Fox is with the NFL and all that was not part of the deal. Fox News was not part of the deal. They wanted to sell off all of their sports channels. The problem was it was deemed that Disney would then have a monopoly on sports channels because they owned ESPN. So they had to remove the sports channels from the package. So News Corp still owns those and they own Tubi. Too bad. <clears throat> Too bad they didn't buy Fox, Fox News and shut it down. Well, that would be nice, but you know that's not going to happen. Yeah. So okay, let's get back to that. So so day shift definitely recommend watching it, if, especially if you want a good comedy vampire film. It's on Netflix. The other one I watched is not a horror movie, but a really good action film, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right off that I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's the Prime Video Original Samaritan, starring Sylvester Stallone. Common Sense Media gave it 3 out of 5. IMDb gave it 5.8 out of 10 after 19,000 reviews. The Tomato Meter, 88 reviews, 38%. Really bad. And audience score, after over 500 ratings, 78%. So the audience is tending to like it. I mean, 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb with 19,000 reviews. Basically, what it is, is this kid is a fan of Samaritan who has been gone. And he thinks he knows who Samaritan is and keeps coming up with all these different ideas. He talks to a reporter and tells the reporter who his ideas are and the reporter's like, well, last week you thought it was the janitor. And so the kid's not being deemed a reliable person. And Sylvester Stallone lives in the building. And he thinks Sylvester Stallone is Samaritan after Sylvester Stallone helps him when these bullies are attacking. And Sylvester Stallone does throw the boys a good distance in that. So, you know, something's up there. Yeah. And as the film progresses, you find out all the story, and I don't want to give too much away, but Sylvester Stallone does have superpowers. Is he Samaritan? Is he somebody else? Is he not? That's up to you to decide when you watch the movie. But a lot of good action. The story is pretty good. The The camaraderie between the kid and Stallone, really good. Um, I'm trying to think who played his mom, if I knew her. Uh, Javen Wanna Walton was the kid in it. Was this uh, a newer movie, Chris? It's brand new. Just premiered on Amazon the other week. I think last Friday, the 25th of August, I think was the debut. But yeah, there's no other names that I really know in this film other than Sylvester Stallone. And, you know, Stallone, he... He's got a, a genre usually, but he's done some really good films along the way. Not a fan of Rocky. I'm not a fan of Rambo. Cliffhanger, I really enjoyed. Rambo, or um, not Rambo, Copland, I really enjoyed. Rhinestone with Dolly Parton is what it is, but it's Dolly Parton, so, you know, that makes it enjoyable. Did you um, ever watch Rhinestone? Yeah, I watched Rhinestone years ago. Yeah, yeah it, 
for those out there, if you haven't watched Rhinestone, I, I don't highly suggest it, but it is a Dolly Parton movie, and I love Dolly, so there you go. But, but yeah, this one, I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I did figure out some things prior to them being told to you in the movie, but uh, the trivia on IMDb on the main page, this film is inspired by Unbreakable and Finding Forrester. I don't know Finding Forrester, but Unbreakable was really good. So I highly recommend watching it. If you've got Prime, definitely check it out. <clears throat> and that's pretty much that. Because without Paul to feed off of, I don't have as much to talk about. Plus, I, with Samaritan, the story is pretty compact. I mean, it's not a lot of filler in it, and it keeps moving pretty good. Yeah. So when it really gets into it, it really gets into it and stays within. I don't want to give anything away, so therefore I don't want to talk too much, but I do highly recommend watching it. it on IMDb, it says rated PG-13 for strong violence and strong language. Of course, if you smoke on Netflix, they warn you there's smoking in it. Which I find ridiculous. Yeah, that's stupid. It was August 26th when it released on according to IMDb. But that's it. It was also filmed in, Lo- in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's good. So that probably raised the budget quite a bit, but the filming locations work for it, for sure. I don't know where they found all those places, but there was, oh, Paper Girls. We started watching that on Amazon, which I'm enjoying. It was only watched the first two episodes, but I'm enjoying that show. And they're in an abandoned shopping center that I'm wondering if it was the same abandoned shopping center they used in Day Shift. I need to look that up sometime to find out, but but yeah, definitely watch Samaritan. It's a, a different take on the superhero genre like Unbreakable was. Like I said, I don't know if I'm Forrester, so I can't really say on that one, but really good. Really yeah. enjoy it. Good. Lots of good action. So, so next week we're going to shoot for the Elvis and Count for Jesus Save Your Soul because they're both brand new. <clears throat> well, Elvis has been out in theaters for a few weeks, but it's brand new to HBO Max. And Count for Jesus Save Your Soul is premiering in theaters and Peacock on Friday. Um, and it's Labor Day weekend, so you might have some extra time off. I don't know. There is a little thing I do want to talk to. Do you remember what happened 25 years ago today? The the death? Yep. The death of Princess Diana. Do you remember where you were? I know that I was told about it because I didn't watch the news then. I was out at a bar in Charlotte. It was me and my friend, you know, Dwayne Peterson. Me well, and me and give us out there. Well, me and my friend Dwayne and my friend Justin, um, we were all at um, club in Charlotte called Club Scorpio, and um, at twelve at at um, right before midnight, about eleven thirty, it was reported that um, Princess Diana of Wales was in a car accident, 
and it kind of spread throughout the whole crowd. This is back before social media. This is back before, you know, anything like that. You know, that was uh, 25 years ago. You didn't have cell phones. Um, did we have cell phones back then, Chris, 25 years we ago? had cell phones, but they weren't smartphones. It was just they, like flip phones, you right? You called people on them, and you could text on them. But texting it was, was... Yeah, we had, we had... You paid for each text. Yeah, we had flip phones back then. Anyways, um, and then at 1227... They stopped the music in Scorpio Lounge. And then they said, we have an announcement to make. They announced that Princess Diana of Wales had passed away. You talking about people losing their mind in that bar. People immediately started crying their eyes out. The whole bar wept when that woman died. Um... It's a it's a very sad day, uh, and also today's my mother's birthday. It would have been her seventy third birthday. She passed away with cancer back in two thousand thirteen, and I'll never forget um, the next morning. Well, whenever I woke up, and it's still just August thirty first, the morning of August thirty first, I came in and my mom uh, had breakfast with my mom, and she said um, she saw the news, and I said, "Well, I said, well, happy birthday, mama." She goes. She said, it's not too, too, there's not a, too much of a reason to be happy, baby. She said, Princess Diana died on my birthday. And that broke my heart when she said that. So, yeah, I know how she feels because the space shuttle blew up on my birthday. And every year I get reminded of that. So it's, it's just wild how tragic memories and, you know, it's tied to different things and stuff like yeah. that. But, yeah, um, the most photographed woman in the world still holds Guinness Book of World Records of being the most photographed woman in the world is um, Princess Diana. So, um, chased and loved by many. So, she will always be in our hearts. And my mama will always be in my heart. I just never really celebrate, or I don't really think about the year they or the, when they died. Yeah, I celebrate the birthday. Like every year, I celebrate Madonna's birthday by listening to her music, watching films from her, watching her on Will and Grace, whatever, Saturday Night Live, anything like that. I I celebrate her on her birthday. Yeah. And like, I know Elvis Presley is the best example I can give because every year they show Elvis films on his birthday and then they show Elvis films on the anniversary of his death. Yeah. And, for me, it's just morbid to celebrate the death. Like yeah. celebrate the birthday all you want, but we've, why we've, celebrate death? We might have talked about this, but have you ever been to Graceland? Have you ever been to Memphis? No, I was going to go, and the plan in 2016 was to go and take my mom in April to Graceland and Dollywood. My mom passed at the end of February, mm. so. We still did Dollywood. I couldn't go to Graceland though. That was that was all for mom, and because she had never been, she wanted to go. That was the plan: was take time, go to Graceland, and then go to Dollywood. And well, it didn't. I think I've said this before. I wasn't a huge Elvis fan until I went to Graceland and I saw all the humanitarian efforts he did. I became a I became a huge Elvis Presley fan at that point because. 
there is a whole museum dedicated to just his blank checks of an assumed name that he became. And he would personally pay people's doctor bills. He would pay to have their cars fixed. He would buy people's cars for them. He would um, have their houses fixed. He would have anything that he heard, anything he personally made Memphis a better place to live because he would actually help people anonymously by paying for their doctor bills and taking care of their children's doctor bills and stuff like that and cancer treatments for people. He anonymously paid for that out of his own pocket and it never got brought back to him. But there is a whole section of a museum there at, at Graceland that has all these checks and they're in these little, little, um, uh, um, picture frames and they're matted and each check is framed and matted and it's like a whole it's like thousands of checks in there that he is that he did and i'm like elvis presley rocks i love him for doing that so that's when i become an elvis presley fan because i'm not going to be a fan but you know i still celebrate her it reminds me of taylor swift yep taylor swift does that she does a lot of good with her money, and I celebrate her every time she does it, but I'm never going to be a fan of her music. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So, but yeah, she does, use her, she does use her celebrity for good. And, and you know, something Madonna doesn't give all of her money away or 90% or even probably 10%, but she does every time she does a tour, she donates the money from one or two shows to some cause. A lot of times it's HIV related yeah. and she does charity work. She, she donated a song, Santa baby to the very special Christmas album. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do a lot with the money you have, but you know, you're never going to spend. Yeah. And I also understand she has to pay for security and accountants and, all this other stuff that we'll never oh. have a need for. And we have to take that into consideration with all celebrities that they have this need that we don't have. So they do have expenses that we will never have. Like they, it's not likely for them to go out. Like imagine Madonna going to a McDonald's. She can't do it. No, like she, she would be mobbed in there. And, and especially now with still phones that, you instantly, internet and everything, you instantly have people knowing where they're at. So one person tweets out that Madonna's at this McDonald's and all of a sudden 5,000 people are there. That reminds yeah. me, um, there's a, there's videos on YouTube of Michael Jackson going out with his kids when they were kids and he wanted to eat at McDonald's with his children and he walked in there with a ski mask on. And Everybody knew it was Michael, but no one bothered him. And I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. But he ate in the McDonald's with his children with, with, uh, while he was wearing a ski mask. But And that's the thing. I mean, we, we love our celebrities. Like, I talked about Olivia the other week, how I cried. She died. Yeah. We don't know them, but we feel like we do. Yeah, We feel like they're our friends. And they understand that, but they also have a right to their privacy when they want it. And when they're eating, that's not a time to bother them. But yeah. people can't help themselves because they're so enamored with these celebrities. So you can see both sides of the argument if you really look at it. Yeah. But but anyways, 
mentioning Michael Jackson, I did wish you a happy Jacko Day the other day because it was his birthday. August 28th. Failed to mention that. Yeah, it was his birthday. Yeah. And since we're talking about Michael Jackson and reviews, it kind of fits. Did did you read the article I sent you about Sandman? Um, I don't recall getting that, but go ahead. It was Neil Gaiman has admitted that Michael Jackson wanted to do the Sandman at one point. Oh, in time. yeah, I did bring that up and read it. Yes. So, yeah, that would have been a much different story than we got with the netflix adaptation and the netflix adaptation is really good well michael jackson also wanted to be play peter pan in the, in one of the movies he wanted to be well uh, we know the way we know why he loved kids and wanted to be a kid he wanted to play peter pan he wanted to play um he wanted to be the mad hatter um instead of johnny Depp. he wanted to be it couldn't so. have been any worse I'm just not a fan of Tim Burton anymore. Like, he's done some really good stuff. But Willie, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was terrible. I could not even bear to watch Alice in Wonderland or the Mad Hatter or any of that. They were just, it's the same Tim, Tim Burton film and it's just not good. Yeah. Now, Big Fish and Beetlejuice, excellent movies. Yeah. But, but anyways, do you have any final words? Um, they uh, Pfizer and Moderna just uh, um, got FDA approval for um, their Moderna uh, for their um, Omicron variant vaccine. So those should be very uh, available very soon. So um, I'm waiting to get I'm going to wait and get my booster shot made out of that one. So. I'm going to wait another couple of weeks. I'm going to call CVS and see when they're supposed to be getting that one. And when they get it, I'm going to make my appointment to go get it. That's, that's what I was waiting for was for the, the new version that's good against the new variants. It's yeah. With winter here. So it'll be with, about time to get it again. Yeah. With winter coming up and more and more people is going to be indoors. Yeah. It's going to make sense to do that. But, but stay healthy and everything. Again, we'll give Twitter handles because I think I gave the wrong one earlier. I'm going to have to go back and listen before I post the thing and make an edit. Well, an addendum. I can't make an edit. But uh, my Twitter handle is at Chris underscore H71. I think I said 17 earlier. Just flipping the numbers. A little bit of dyslexia. But it's at Chris underscore H71 at, on Twitter. Paul, oh, once again, yours. Uh, at P-A-U-L-I-N-H-K-Y on Twitter. So follow us, leave leave comments about the show, and tell us what you want to hear us review, and tell us if you like this format where we switched it up, or if you want it all in one show. Because I'm going to do part A and part B with this one. So until next week, goodbye everybody. Bye-bye.